0: The log is on the fireplace. The bells are jingling, and your aunt and uncle are fighting in the guest room. So that can mean only one thing, Heidi: the holiday season is here. You just chime in any point you want to hear. I, want,
1: I thought I was going to hear the.
0: Soundtrack. No, I have to do this in post. That's how this works.
1: Now you're. Oh. Wait oh, till I you hear this. Still play it for me so this I can hear gonna...
0: it. Oh, I can, but this is going to blow uh, your mind. When I get this all done later do today, you're going to just be okay. like, this is the it best Christmas, be my Christmas present. present. Exactly. And
1: then, then I will wait. I will wait.
0: We should explain what we're thinking we're doing, what we think we're doing here.
1: What but do we, we really should, should do that. Are we supposed to be? I didn't realize Every we were show. telling like our own, "Twas the night before Christmas. I didn't know it was a rigmarole where I had to add well, to no. the
0: story. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing improv here. This is just it's a... Actually,
1: what were they fighting about? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> this isn't one of your murder mystery dinner theaters this is but we thought this year, I guess we thought, do we say this year do we just say we just thought we just thought we, we think it every year. For a change we we thought before we started recording this show <laughs> and we thought we'd kind of go over some of our guests and and the items they have produced throughout their lifetime that are worth checking out and worth um, perhaps sharing with your family and friends and maybe not friends uh, this holiday season.
1: Yes. Such as?
0: Way to take it and run. Um, (laughs) But we've got a lot of stuff. Yes, go ahead.
1: No, we do have a lot of stuff. Like a lot of our friends... have created like, like our buddies over at Cozy Love Pants, right? They've expanded yes. their oh, they line. Have? Yes. Oh.
0: What do they? So what's the new? They,
1: they now have jogger style, which I think they talked about when we interviewed them, but they weren't uh, in production yet. Oh, And I very believe nice. I'll have to check on the if they've expanded their sizing or not. But they also have a holiday partnership. Oh boy! With the uh, Tinkle Bell. I can't believe you said it. I did say it. There you go. Mm -hmm. Where you can, uh, for the, you know, the lazy lady in your life, you can (laughs) get her a (laughs) a pair of cozy love pants and a tickle belt. Grandma. (laughs) I don't know that grandma would do well for grandma, because I think you got to still be able to line that baby up.
0: Mm, Yeah. Um, Can you would you use the phrase stocking stuffer?
1: Oh, for sure.
0: No, I mean, could you use the phrase "stocking stuffer" you yourself personally in this context?
1: In the context of the cozy love pant?
0: Yes, it makes a great <laughs> stocking. Oh, come on,
1: <laughs> it's Christmas! I feel For like pizza. that's an awfully big stocking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speaking I'm of, I'm all about stockings
1: um, that have lots of things in them. Like if you only fit two items about, in there, it yeah. ruins the stocking.
0: So you don't like having a stuffed stocking?
1: No, I do, but I want it stuffed with lots of things. Like I want a pair of flash socks. Right. So you want a a little bunch
0: of little things stuffed into your stock. So if you just got a a pair of cozy love pants, for example, you'd be kind of like, this is great, but couldn't we wrap this and throw it under the tree? Yes, this is a box. Right. Whereas if you had gotten the Martha Wash CD, your mini kiss tickets, Mm -hmm. and a couple of books from our bevy of guests you'd be far more entertained
1: well i feel like the books should also be wrapped under the tree
0: mm, true Good but point.
1: Yes. yes and that's sort
0: I, of our our main thing is there's a ton of books we can we be could, pimping like, out
1: here i know we could we really could start our own book club christmas book of the month we could do yeah, a stuck holiday on that
0: book reese witherspoon month.
1: Mm-hmm. oh we could totally run circles around hers
0: because we've got um Prince Michael yes. wrote his book on his memoir on the founding of sealand which
1: yes which is how very many
0: people popular. how many people have written a book about founding their own country
1: I don't know I don't think the king of the Renaissance festival has
0: mm that's true we have Leonard and everything from bamboo forest there's mm his novels there's the dark side of disney yep. um we have
1: blue and dark Blue's, rides yes which i think those books are just as good as a trip to disney or at least as good as the travel guide
0: great well, we'll tell that to your niece and nephew when they open up their copy of dark rides and
1: <laughs> hey some of my nieces could could read that book kids, <laughs> They're I, got, <laughs> kids
0: I got a choice for you um and then Shelly, our water skiing wonder, she's yes. got her memoir,
1: got hers, which I
0: think is in, just entitled Water Ski Girl Wonder. Yeah. We really should have done some more research before we started all of this.
1: Oh, this is more natural.
0: Mark, our... The doorman? Oh, no, that's Jay oh, under Jay's the neon the sky. Man. Yes. Um, but Mark, the uh, JFK assassin, assassination oh, yeah. expert. And yes. He's, there's like two or three of them, correct? Correct. I feel like you're better versed in his world because you've read yes. some of them, right?
1: I have. Yes. There's um, the reporter who knew too much, which is going to be made into a motion picture, I hear. Yes. Um, which is about Dorothy Kilgallen, which is my personal favorite. You know, we also have every book that Michael Wayne Foster has ever posed on the cover of.
0: That's true. Which I wish. I mean,
1: that is like a gift I do for the wish. Age.
0: I wish there was a list though, that you could find everything, which that's what his website needs.
1: It does.
0: Is a list of all the.
1: That's true. Books. And you know, because we're we are about giving as well. You could also Mm -hmm. support his charity. That is very important to him.
0: And you could, I bet the black pudding lobbying society, or I bet they have a fundraising thing going on as well.
1: I'm sure they probably could.
0: Um, we talked about Martha Wash. Uh,
1: we get a trip to actually, our guests should yes. actually, our, our, our fans should actually go on like the Y grand tour and they could fly off to the British Isles. Right. And pop over to Loch Ness. Sure. Um, hit the black pudding Lobbing. Yeah. Um, figure out wherever Mark Roberts and all his nakedness is.
0: Oh, that would be and, good. Sure.
1: You know, have a pint with the streaker. Right. Um, visit Sealand.
0: Yeah. And then you can and kind of come back to the U.S. You've got the uh, Wax Museum in Boston. In
1: Boston, yes.
0: And then Northlands in mm-hmm. Central Jersey, which yes. I drove by two nights ago, three nights ago. Brand new sign. They oh. are going all out. They're really we're pushing it. So,
1: All right. It's a whole you're new you're looking era. for
0: more. Exactly. Yeah. Um,
1: And then when you're so exhausted, you you get home and call yourself a cuddle.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. Dial up a cuddle.
1: Dial up a cuddle.
0: Which we need to talk. That's a follow-up question for Madeline. Can you dial up a cuddle?
1: That's true. Can you cuddle cuddle? remotely? Oh, I don't know. I feel like that wouldn't be. Were you
0: thinking like a cuddle, like Uber?
1: (laughs) Right. They need cuddle Uber.
0: Yeah. But they would just come and cuddle with you for <laughs> yeah. play music too loud and talk to you about stuff try to make small cut talk and not pick up any of your signs that you just don't want to speak with them
1: yes but at least they'll give you an unopened bottle of water
0: that's true well you hope it was unopened
1: well this is true they don't have like a resealer
2: this is why with your hosts Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poling
0: How does a fella get into the fruitcake business?
2: Well, I was born into it. Um, It's a family business. I'm second generation. Uh, My dad is 87 um, and comes into work every day. Uh, My partner, the president of the company, is third generation, and we have fourth generation. And oh, by the way, his name's McNutt in the tank. Okay. I just think <laughs> that's fantastic. That's amazing. Isn't that perfect? And his—he's got fourth-generation family working at the bakery, and um, he's hoping to pass it along to his son, who's now, let's see, probably six.
1: Uh, yeah
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So fifth There's generation. No pressure on that guy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> no pressure at all. <laughs> So why fruitcake? Why was that the route your family went in the world of baking?
2: Well, um, Corsicana is a small town. It's about 20,000 people. We're about an hour's drive south of Dallas, uh, Texas. And uh, fruitcake is probably, or the Collins Street Bakery is probably one of the biggest businesses in the town. Uh, We will hire up to about 600 folks During the uh, what we call fruitcake season, the fourth quarter, uh, and then wind back down to about 70 full-time employees uh, after the Christmas rush is over. And we'll keep those 70 employees until we get back around to somewhere in um, typically late September, early October before we kick it back up. We'll make about a million fruitcakes a year, and we will make the vast majority of those in about uh, 60 days wow Uh, yeah just starting up here pretty quickly um, most of the cakes that we make uh, we have several different varieties of fruit cake but the most popular one is hand decorated so each of the cakes and we can do up to like twenty thousand cakes a day um, each of those cakes are hand decorated before they're baked and then uh, packaged and shipped so
0: what exactly is in a fruit cake. Apart so, from the obvious fruit.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So our um so kind of a cool story. I mean it's, it's it's fruit and nuts, basically what it is. Uh all bound together by just a little bit of batter. We probably have uh our batter's less than fifteen percent, probably around twelve percent of the cake is is batter. And the rest and it's and it's by the way it's um locally sourced honey is is part of that batter. And then the rest of it's just fruit and nuts. Uh the nuts is solely pecans. We decided um, a century ago, I guess, to focus only on pecans when we don't vary from that recipe. And the fruit, it's mainly pineapple, but also cherries and raisins and a little papaya. We um, started a plantation, our, our large farm in Costa Rica, where we were growing our pineapple, grew it into the world's largest organic operation. And we still grow pineapple down there. So we grow all of our pineapple uh, and our papaya uh, in Costa Rica on our farms. And that's incorporated into our cake. We get our raisins. They're golden sultanas. We get them from California. Basically, wherever the fruit is expressed the best by nature, that's where we buy it and bring it in. Our cherries come from Michigan.
1: Uh, Dan, and, I was hoping that was your answer. Uh, I was waiting. Yep,
2: <laughs> yep. And in the Pacific Northwest. Yep. Um, let's see. What else do we have there? And the pecans, um, we have the world's largest, he, here I'm saying it again, we have the world's largest pecan shelling facility right here in Corsicana. We own the majority of it. Um, uh, it can shell up to about 50 million pounds annually, uh, which is Enormous. I mean, that you could control the world uh, price for pecans with that type of tonnage. Um, so it's big. And uh, they shell those pecans fresh la- daily for us and ship them over to us.
0: What is the stigma with fruitcake? Why do people hate it so? Why has it become a punchline for so many people?
2: Well, it. it um, so the guy that we blamed the most for it, uh, God bless his soul, is Johnny Carson. And he wasn't the first to say it, but he's the one that kind of got it spread around. Where there's only one fruitcake, and it's simply passed around from person to person. <laughs> fruitcake, yeah, there's bad fruitcake out there. There's so uh, you, there, you know, it is a joke. Some of it is a joke, but ours is um, one of a kind. It's extraordinary, and it's people who try it swear by it. Uh, we have, we have families that will actually write into their wills that the the estate will continue to buy a fruitcake from Collins street bakery (laughs) and deliver it to their, and I'm not kidding you. And I see this, it's, it's not an uncommon occurrence to have a letter come in from a family saying that very thing. Uh, There's a, so where do
0: they deliver the fruitcake to? Let's not skip over the existential (laughs) question here. (laughs) But It's in your will. Who gets the fruitcake then?
2: Oh, so he they he wills it, or he or she they will right. it to their offspring. I see. Okay. So yeah. So uh, their their grandkids get it, and their sons and daughters get it. Um, another fun story. There's a there's a young man uh, in Florida. He has a he has an ongoing blog, and he's incorporated his family into it. Um, and when his and when his kid was, well, I think. He was just a toddler. He was like maybe six, seven months old, wasn't even a full year old. He brought out one of our fruitcakes, pulled it out of the tin. His grandmother had given it to him and served himself some on camera, on his blog, and served some to his toddler son who was sitting in a little baby seat. And the little kid ate it and liked it. And every year he came back and did this. And we found him after his second year or so of doing this. And we've now tracked him. That that boy is now 14 or 15 years old. And they still go through the ritual every year of sitting down and eating this fruit cake uh, wow. on camera. That's
1: hmm.
2: great. So we have some really neat things going with us. We're the world's largest purveyor of fruit cake. Uh, as I I think I mentioned earlier, we, we will make and sell about a million cakes this year. Uh, and they go into all 50 states and into 196 foreign countries.
0: Because you have some pretty big names ordering fruitcake from you guys. Yes, I mean Will Rogers and Enrico Caruso. Their orders have drastically dropped off. Yeah, but- yeah.
2: <laughs> we don't get much from them anymore. Is, that, that's that's a shame. Vanna White, by the way, is a big customer of ours. Really? Uh, cool. Online? Right. Yeah. And I
0: know Pris- Princess Stephanie. Pr- there I you pray? go. Okay, so you yeah.
2: you've done your homework. I see. You already knew.
0: I read Wikipedia. If that's what okay. You mean. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: It's yeah oh, um, and <laughs> so past presidents uh vice presidents you know the it, most of the white houses have ordered our fruitcake um, uh royalty uh movie stars it's it's it is it's fascinating uh to see these and, and they'll take calls out here i'm sitting in uh, in an office that overlooks um, part of the call center and i can hear them when they'll take calls and sometimes they'll They'll get a call from one of these um, from one of these movie stars or whatever, and they'll be, "Oh my gosh!" So it is wild.
0: And they call directly.
2: And they'll call, yeah, they call directly in. So, like, I,
0: I guess what I'm saying is, like, to pick a name, George Clooney doesn't have his assistant calls in, call in. He calls directly or someone of that ilk.
2: So, yes, so uh, uh, so last uh, last Christmas, I was sitting here listening, and this is what made me bring up the subject, and. Uh, the country music singer, he's a long-time customer of ours, and it's awful that I'm starting to pause on his name. Uh, he was the one that was married to um,
1: – Blake Shelton. Darth no. Brooks.
2: Uh, uh, Kenny Rogers. George Jones. <laughs> <laughs> why Waylon Pennings. <laughs> he, he's, he's the guy with the crazy hair.
1: Oh, the guy from Rascal Flats? That guy. No,
2: he, oh, oh. L- Tra-
1: oh, 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 um, Randy Travis.
2: No. Oh, man. I apologize. I, I've this gone is fun though. The- no, this is a fun game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so he was married for a while. to okay. Probably one of the most beautiful actresses in the world.
0: Well, I love it. There we go. I love
2: it. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. So that. thank you very much. <laughs> I don't much. know what that, you I, win. You, yeah, you can't see me, but my face is red, but no, I was sitting here and uh, the, Secretary ran outside my door, hung up, and said, "That was Lyle Lovett." So, yeah,
1: that's awesome. He called directly. So, how did you perfect your recipe? I mean, it, it sounds quite exotic to me compared to most fruitcakes. And with your long legacy of of being in business, I feel like those fruits maybe weren't necessarily as easily accessible when you first when the company first started. So, how did it all come to be?
2: Well, that's true. It's such a long time ago that a lot of this is apocryphal. But um, a German baker uh, named Gus Weidman immigrated over from Wiesbaden, Germany, and he brought mm-hmm. this fruitcake recipe with him. And no doubt the recipe called for walnuts, and and he, they, you know he didn't have easy access to walnuts, so he substituted the pecans. But I think the other fruit, I think that was, you know, pineapple and raisins and cherries. I Think that's it, it. As far as we know, that was the recipe he brought over, and it's changed very little. We one of the changes we made was we took out the citron, which was a uh, a big uh, ingredient in the old days for um, for making something that was really sweet, making it a little bit more tangy, uh, kind of offsetting that sweet. Uh, we found that the citron the way it used to be made was no longer being made that way. It was, it was, um, it took too much time and it, it was, it cost too much. So they, the, the ingredient they'd come up with was nowhere near the quality or the flavor or whatever. And we moved then therefore, and that was about 20 years ago, we moved from uh, the citron to papaya, which we then grew down in Costa Rica. Okay.
1: So do you actually serve your fruitcakes at your own holiday Dinners, or are you all so sick of them by the time that comes around that you just wait?
2: It, it for years, uh, I would uh, avoid fruitcake like the plague. <laughs> dad brought it in constantly, but now I've found, and part of that part of it is just being a proper custodian of the business but sure. uh, no we, we we bring it in every year i don't overdo it but we'll bring it in at christmas well uh, we actually bring it in right around, right after thanksgiving and i soak a little bit of cognac into the cake and then my rule is uh, that that when you serve that you need to heat it to to warm up and get rid of some of the alcohol so that all you're getting really is the essence the flavor and not the uh, not the alcohol i think the alcohol kind of makes a funky taste to it. But uh, yes. So the answer is yes. We serve it every year at our house and people actually look forward um, to to having it. That's awesome.
0: To go back to Heidi's previous question, when you guys made that switch over to papaya, how terrified were you? You were messing with, I mean, 20 years, that's still a a legacy. You're second generation, correct?
2: Yeah. Well, you know what? We didn't even bat and eye let, let, let me hmm. let me go back and see so so what we saw was they had actually moved from citron which was a, a quanta is something that you know citron is a it's a citrus melon and uh so you know what it is we found out that the, that the companies had switched from citron to rutabagas i believe that was the the vegetable they were using in hand- and, rascals. Yeah, and, uh-huh, and pretending like it was still citron so that was an easy uh skip for us uh, one that was more difficult was our cakes were originally made with butter and we had we were using butter for years and we started getting we started noticing that we were getting rancidity complaints from our um, european customers not often, but enough where we are, we began to worry. Uh, it could be that the butter is going bad because these cakes are often being shipped over. Mm-hmm. So we switched to margarine and that problem went away. Well, now, of course, everybody's saying butter's good for you again and margarine's right. bad for you. And so now we're trying to look at moving back into, and there, is, there are difficulties that you wouldn't even imagine, but now we're looking at moving back into butter.
0: Wow. You can't please everybody. No. Yeah. Now your sign outside the bakery <clears throat> and your website uh says you are the home of the original deluxe fruitcake. Yes. What makes it deluxe and what makes everybody else's fruitcake so standard?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's a good question. So <laughs> Thank you. Deluxe yes. <laughs> deluxe. Deluxe was the genius name that uh Somebody back in 1896 came up for that particular product. Actually, it what's funny is we also back then we uh, we don't make it like this anymore. But back then we specialized in bread, which we called our deluxe bread. Uh, so deluxe was our special name that just said it was super high quality, and uh, it became our the name of our cake, and it's it stuck. Uh, when you ask about everybody else's cakes, well. Uh, a lot of a lot of companies that make fruitcake um, simply do it to cash in on that uh, that holiday, and so they'll just rolls. yeah they'll just make something all of them. There are some good <laughs> ones out there. There's some very good ones out there, and there, by the way, quite a few of them in Texas. But they but the for the most part, the the fruitcake that you see in a standard grocery store, even sometimes gas stations, are that. Ooh. That, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> no,
0: they're, no. They're, they're, they're,
2: they're, they're, just don't don't buy it. Don't fall for it. Um, uh, but there's a few uh, good companies out there that do make it um, do make it well, and we just think that we're the ones that make it the best.
1: Well, clearly, if Vanna White and Lyle love it, love it the best. It's got to be the best.
2: Well, yeah, there you go. It's
1: all you need do you ever to
2: know.
0: Get, do you ever get tired of it? Like in August, when you're walking by the bakery and you get that smell? Are you just like, Lord, I would, what I would give to be meat right now.
2: <laughs> oh, well, uh, so we do bake it year round. Um, but in vastly smaller quantities. So, uh, right now we're about to lean into really serious production. We'll actually move our baking facility, uh, up to the front where all of our, uh, machines are so we can actually do it far more efficiently and then you'll start smelling the aromas of fruitcake but only then so we haven't even really started in earnest Uh, and then we'll stop somewhere in mid-december when we have fulfilled pretty much all the cake that anybody's going to be ordering for christmas and then we just move back into uh, baking everything else we bake we're a a full-service bakery so we make mm-hmm. breads and cakes and pies and cookies. We do all that. We have, we have 30 different varieties of cookies that we make every day. So the fruitcake just happens to be that specialty item that, um, really cranks up in the fourth quarter and then um, basically goes away. So,
1: so if you weren't a master fruitcake mogul, yes. what would you be?
2: Ah, that's interesting. Uh, in school, Uh, I studied to be a psychologist and, um, for, for a couple years and had a had a, a keen desire to do that, moved into marketing and, uh, was a salesman for most of my, uh, working career until I moved into the family business about 15 years ago.
0: Was that something you were looking forward to? I mean, that's gotta be a lot of pressure.
2: Right. Yeah, you know what? I never felt it. Uh, and that's the cool thing about this family business is um, you're welcome to come in if you want to come in. But they, uh, I, I never felt the pressure. It may be different with the McNuts, but it certainly was not for me. I was doing my own thing. Uh, but one of the things that I was doing was uh, I was working. My business helped in the advertising part of the uh, well, in the advertising world. It was part sure. of the printing business. And, of course, the bakery was one of my accounts.
1: Of course. Uh,
2: And so I'm calling on the bakery, showing them um, the latest um, advertising that they had hired me to put together, and I'm showing it to them. And the president of the company says, um, hey, your dad is going to retire sometime. And he's got a unique quality with people. Uh, and you don't see that quality very often, but you have that same quality. Um, Would you be interested in coming here and uh, working at the bakery? And I said, well, you know, I I live in Dallas. I got my kids in this school system here that's one of the best in the nation. I really would be hesitant to move them out of it. I will commute to Corsicana from Dallas, and uh, I would love to do that. And he said, no, no, if you're going to be a... uh, um owner of the bakery. You're going to be a member of the community. I'll need you to move here." And we talked about the family for about a year and we decided to do it. That's awesome. Yeah. Sounds
1: good. Rest is history.
2: Rest is history. And my um, dad's still here.
1: Which is even better. That's the best <laughs> part of all.
2: Yeah, <laughs> And he still, he still handles the customer comments and complaints. So every once in a while he'll pass them off to me, but for the most part, he's still in there active.
1: What is the craziest customer request you've ever received?
2: Ah, oh, we have some fun ones. Um, let's see. Uh, of course, the thing about the wills, that's just wild to me. Uh, yeah, make sure that crazy. when I pass away, uh, my, my kin continue to, to receive fruitcakes. We had a, a mountain climber who is climbing Mount Everest and wanted to make sure he got his Christmas cake uh, in time for the holidays. And so...
0: Did you he, guys deliver...
2: Yeah, yeah. So, he gave us the instruction. Base camp
0: or higher up? (laughs)
2: So, so this is really cool. So, uh, we got it to his base camp, and then he had Sherpas bring it up to him. Oh, my gosh. I
0: was going to say, oh, you got a Sherpa or something? Yeah. You actually got a Sherpa. That's amazing. That is
2: very cool. (laughs) Is that the best? Yeah. Yeah, and there's another guy that um, uh, wrote to us and told us that he was stationed for half a year in the deepest part of, of Antarctica. I mean, he was just, they were in this little building uh, about 20 of them and they had to live there by themselves for um, six months at a time. And then they would, they would swap them out. And he was able to order a fruitcake from us. And I don't know, I, I'm not really sure how he was say, how we were able to get it to him, but he got his fruitcake and wrote us and thanked us.
1: I love it. Well, that's That's very cool.
0: The whole, all of it is so interesting because connected with the holidays, there's an intrinsic family connection to it. There's a personal evocation of it when you're sitting around with friends or family eating this every year and it becomes this tradition. Not only is it sort of part of a tradition with your family, it seems like it's very insidiously spread its way across the country and around the world to be part of people's you know, for many people, one of the most important days of the year.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I take you to task for saying insidious. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah, I've got to tell you the uh, we just um, coined that's a corny term. Uh, we just came up with this description of what we do, why we come into work every day. And it was, and it was basically, and I'm not going to say this quite right, but it was, it, it, because we make a product that binds families and friends together across time and across countries. And, and it's really true. Uh, we get, we'll have, um, uh, Customers write in and say that their grandmother from Germany had been bu- buying our fruitcake and sending to them, living in Alabama, and now they're passing on the tradition to their kids who are off in school. Uh, it's just—it is this crazy connection that we somehow, you know, I, I will say because of the quality of the product and the. Um, the customer service that we are able to give but we somehow we insinuated ourselves into the lives of the are the, the the holiday lives of all of these families and we're an important part of it.
0: If you want to get a Collins Street Bakery deluxe fruit cake for your family for Christmas, make sure to get your order in soon. Their website is collinstreet.com or you can call them at 800-672-5216.
1: Be sure to follow Why the Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and check out our YouTube channel for some additional great Why content. If you're so inclined, please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing.
0: Today's show is produced by myself and Heidi Hegquist, our reluctant executive producers are John Sove and Sandy Stone. Our graphic designer is Samantha Mustonen, Our intern is Randy Jeanette. The theme song was performed by the Electrosynthno Magnetic Polyphonic Orchestra. This one's for Philippe. Thanks for joining us. Flash, we're coming home.
1: Nigel, is that you? Are you here, Nigel?